This podcast contains swear words. Hello and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, a podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up, and living well in the process. And although I'm coming from the perspective of a performing artist, the issues and strategies here are applicable to all of us, whether you call yourself an artist or not. Living is a creative act. I'm your host, Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, a choreographer, dancer, actor, writer, and educator living on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish people on the west coast of Canada. And before we begin, I just want to remind you to subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, that's how we spread the word about this podcast. And if you are inspired to donate, you can go to terrashyan.com, upper right-hand corner, donate button, and we'll also put the link in the show notes. In today's podcast, I have an interview with a very special guest, very special eight-year-old who happens to have come from my body with some very interesting thoughts about creativity. Sometimes it's good to go back to the essentials. And grade three is kind of, well, it could be the pinnacle of creative thought. I'm also going to talk about New Year's resolutions, doubt, and some really good ideas from Twyla Tharp's new book, Keep It Moving. Notes from the studio, a segment where I talk about where I'm at with my current creative project or projects, as the case may be for me right now. As the new year begins, as of yesterday, so I'm recording this on January 2nd, this is one new year. There are many new years. I also celebrate the Jewish New Year, which happens usually September, October. And as my child points out, that in leaves us with the year 5780. So he points out that we are actually in the future. So I can tell you the future is bright. January 1st, for many, is a new year. And it's a marker, really. And I'm drawn to the practice of reflecting and planning. I'm pretty type A, I really like to plan things out. I like to analyze. How's it all going? What is or has been working for me? What really blows? And what can I change and how can I change it for the better? This year, I'm really embracing the idea of resolutions. I have dabbled with rejecting the idea of resolutions and going full cynic, but You know, frankly, that outfit doesn't fit that well. I'm just going to own it. I really like resolutions. I love the potential and excitement of a resolution, the clarity, the direct call to action that they elicit. I love the quote-unquote start, the beginning of something. It's so charged with potential. Something that I've identified as a thing that can really improve my life or my work. 
the New Year's resolution tugs my procrastinator, and I definitely have a procrastinator living in me, it tugs that procrastinator into line. Because if I put it off, the new year will just chug along and the resolution will no longer be a New Year's resolution. It'll just be another fucking thing I didn't do. And that drives me crazy. If I personify my resolutions, as I'm thinking about right now, I personify the resolutions as a group of adorable little children waiting for me to pick them up from preschool. I'm committed. I can't leave them. What kind of monster would make those kids wait, right? Well, the other kids all get picked up on time, punctually, by their perfect, high-achieving, super-attractive, probably vegan caregivers. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I may have taken that metaphor, analogy, whatever it is. I may have taken it a little bit too far because it's going to make me cry. Um, okay, I'm going to share my creative resolutions in a little bit. But first, I'd like to review this past year and talk about the value of reflection and the fact that reflection taken too far is indeed an asshole. So my father sent me the new Twyla Tharp book, Keep It Moving. Now Twyla Tharp is, I think she's 78 or 79. And it really is a book about keep moving, keep moving forward. And Right now, I am in the process of, of moving offices, studios. It's a really great thing for me. It's full of potential. There's a group of really interesting artists in the new space that I'm moving to, um, a lot of theater artists, and I work very much in between theater and dance, so it's really exciting for me. Um, and as I'm packing up all the gack, all the stuff, there's a lot of posters there's photographs, there's the binders of all the like tech specs on the various shows. And I am loath to throw them away, but there's part of me that wants to. The part of me wants to just like fucking ditch it all because I just have to keep moving forward. And as a dance artist, there are pieces that I've done, some of my, you know, early seminal work that I probably couldn't do anymore. I'm, well, no, I could, but do I want to? Does it make sense to do it anymore? They're, they're done. Physically, they would be probably a lot harder for me now. Um, and there's sadness in that. There's, there's a certain amount of melancholy. I thought about how I'm going to set up my desk. That gets, I'm very excited about that. Where I'm going to put this and where I'm going to put this. I like things really minimal, but it's like, mm, can I make this into a standing desk? How am I going to do it? Um, what am I going to put on the walls? So, you know, it's kind of common practice to put up all the shows, all the posters from all the shows. And I've actually decided not to. I'm not going to put up past show posters. There is some artwork that other people have made from photographs of certain works that I've done. And I might put those up, but I'm not sure. Because what I'm thinking about is, is this idea of reflection and in Twyla Tharp's new book, Keep It Moving, which I do recommend, she talks about visiting the past, but only visiting. Don't stick around too long. Don't overstay your welcome. And I think that's really smart, especially as we age. There's a lot 
we've done already. There's a lot of nostalgia <laughs> to dip one's toes into, but you shan't skinny dip all the way, my friend, and swim out into your own memories. Sorry, got a little lost in that. Um, so I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about reflecting on what I've made so far in my career and how I am not nearly ready to step aside or be on the sidelines. I see people retiring now, like there are people, uh, you know, in my generation of performance makers, especially in dance, because, you know, the body does, and I give you some pretty clear signals. Um, but I believe that it is a political act, especially as a female identifying person, to stay on stage so that we see the older body on stage. And that, that makes me motivated. That keeps me motivated. That keeps me looking forward. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to think about my most joyful times in the studio in creation. Because as a performing artist, and I think I've talked about this before, the time that we're in performance is pretty small. Those the, the show, the opening night, the in dance, we often get like, th- you get three or four nights and that's it. You open, you do a maybe two shows and then you close. So most of your time is in process. Most of your time is in the creation, in the studio. So I'm taking the time to reflect on when have I been the happiest? When have I just been in the flow of making shit up? of being silly, of not caring what it looks like, but just allowing myself to follow my own impulses. So I'm doing that. And I'm also looking ahead. How can I not recreate, but how can I honor those feelings? How can I not get stuck in doing things a certain way? Because we really do get stuck in, well, I have to do it like this. And I have to start with, uh, I know in theater, we often, you start with a table read, which I actually don't think is that productive. You sit around a table and you read the script. Now, it does need to be done, but is that the best use of the first few hours? It's the sitting that you know, bugs me. And the donuts. What, what is with the donuts? Okay. If you're listening to this and you're in theater, can we maybe ditch the donuts? I just feel like sugaring everybody up and then making them sit for a couple hours. It's not the healthiest thing. Okay. Would you do that to a group of two-year-olds? I don't think so. Okay. So what are the practices that work? What are the things you've been stuck in? I certainly have been stuck in some things some ways of doing things. The idea that I always have to be in the studio to dance. When I am recalling, actually, that some of my really early work, I made up in a probably like a meter by a meter living room. I lived in a bachelor apartment, so it was this tiny little bit of carpet. And that's where I could dance, so that's where I did. I didn't have money for studio space. And it was like in between a bunch of teaching gigs and that's where I made it. So what am I hanging on to now? What are the 
the things that maybe I can let go of or experiment with letting go of, some of them are going to come back. Some of them are like, well, actually, that really does work. So maybe I'll keep those. Okay, so I'd like to share my New Year's resolutions. Some of them are creatively based, and some of them are more like just little things. Now, I've taken this practice of 20 for 20, or last year was 19 for 19, from Gretchen Rubin, who I greatly admire. So my 2020, 20 for 20, which is still a little bit in flux, goes a little like this. Number one, lift weights once or twice a week. So as I age, as I keep dancing, um, there is the reality that strength is what's going to hold me together. I can really, really feel that. And the more I lift, the better I feel. Now, tying that in with my eight-year-old, what I have done, so for those of you with kids, and I am a champion of those with children or those who are caregivers to keep making art because that's a risk is that we lose the people who are caregiving because our culture does not support caregivers the way um, we need to be supported. So what I've done is my kid was born eight years ago and of course I've been lifting him. I keep lifting him. I keep putting him in a back, in a, not in a backpack anymore. No, that would be ridiculous. Um, for a while it was in, you know, a little ergo backpack. Uh, now it's piggyback and I do 21 squats. I'm trying to lift it up to 30, but he is 62 pounds. Um, sorry, don't know what that is in kilos. Why is it in Canada? We're just kind of, we're, we're metric, but a few things could be my age. I also bench press him, which is super hard. I used to be able to do like a lot of presses of my child. Now it's like one, maybe more. Well, I'm working on it. Okay. Number two is dance most weeks. Just find a way to dance. Um, And you'll hear this in the interview with my child, Jasper, talking about the pleasure of dancing. And like any craft, like any vocation, you might love it at first, and then it turns into a job. And I run a company. I do lots of choreography for theater companies. And I'm often on the outside, or I'm doing administrative work. And this is part of my reflection back is I want to dance in any way that I can, whether it's in the living room, whether it's going to a dance class, whether it's improvising in the studio. So I need to have that in my life. So that's important. Number three is set schedules. So there's this thing with creativity that I think... I definitely get trapped in. I know a lot of uh, my colleagues get trapped in this like, okay, I've just got to let it flow. I've just got to, you know, when is it going to come? When is it going to happen? That idea of just like the bolt out of the blue and then also the craft of it, the schedule of it, the grind of it, the, the job of it, the task. And I find that if I can really schedule, and I mean like I go like, in 15 minute increments um, is my new 
resolution um, every day. So I just break it down and I try and stay on schedule because it gives me a sense of control. And if I have those clear delineations of time, then I can relax into those moments of pure play or creation because I can hang it. I can hang it on the schedule. Number four, get a good pair of reading glasses. My partner suggested I call this podcast 2020 Vision, um, this particular episode. And I thought that was funny because I need a proper pair of reading glasses because I am now of the vintage, um, 47, and... I need reading glasses because, you know, you can only hold the book so far away from your face. I had some kind of, they're kind of good. I got them at Reitman's in Vancouver, Um, but they're kind of shitty and plastic and a bit warped. So being able to see, that's on my list. Number five, meal plan. I think I've mentioned this before. The getting hungry. Now I get really mad at other people, my family, for not feeding themselves. I come home and they're, they have not snacked and they're hangry. But the fact is, is that it's usually me. It's usually me and I'm usually irritated because I am hangry. I'm going to own the fact that as a dance person, I've maybe mm, developed some not great relationships with food. I'll get into that in another episode, a little deeper. But feeding oneself, feed yourself, maybe first, maybe feed yourself first, like, you know, put on your oxygen mask before you assist another. Number six, social. Once a month, at least, be social. There are so many great artists who are my very good friends in Vancouver and and beyond. And we all get so goddamn busy with all our stuff because we have to do so many things in order to stay afloat, to stay relevant, to pay our bills. I'm not complaining really, um, but it's, it's a reality. And I think that we we don't spend the time just kind of being in conversation, being in relationship with each other, we do it at work sometimes, which I'm very grateful for. I love hiring my friends so like we can have a really good chin wag as we warm up into rehearsal. But to just spend time with people when it's not work. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be excellent. I'm gonna do that. Number seven, show up. Just show up. To the invites to the shows, to the parties, to the dinner invites, um, whatever it is. I think um, with stress and fatigue over the last few years, it's been hard to just be there. And I think it's really important to be there for other people. Go to the birthday party. Go to the opening night when you can. Because being in support of the people around us gives us the energy that we need to create, to do what we need to. So that is important. Number eight, join a Spanish conversation group. Ugh, 
I lived in South America way back and was fluent. And now I'm super rusty. So that's that's on my list. I also really value that when I am speaking Spanish or reading Spanish or listening, that I think differently. And this is an interesting thing. I don't know. Um, I'd love to hear any comments about this or uh, stories. But when we have another language, I believe we think differently in, in different languages. So that's really interesting to me as a creator is um, kind of stepping into that part of my brain, of my language center, which is connected to other centers that um, I'm going to do the research on. <laughs> because right now I can't remember. I don't know that I know. Um, the intersections of our language centers uh, with other parts of our brains. But I know for sure that in Spanish, I am a different person. Hmm. And that's interesting. Number nine, take an improv class. So improv comedy, used to do it a lot in high school, in university, University of Calgary, with the Keith Johnstone, who's the father of theater sports. And recently I've just, you know, done some teaching for the improv community, um, movement improv as it intersects with um, comedy improv or theater creation improv. And it's just so much fun and it's so hard. And it is, I feel like it's a really valuable life skill for me because it is, it's totally about being in the moment. So, you know, meditate up the wazoo, but be in the moment to improvise, that's, wow, that's really, that's really that thing. <laughs> if I was really in the moment, I would have the word. Number 10, I'm going to do a pull-up. I'm going to do a pull-up on the playground. Um, I can kind of do it. I have to do a little kip-up to do that, but I'm, I'm going to do that. 11, get into nature. So the relaxation, I've had a really very, very, very stressful, he, can I talk about that a few more times, couple years. And as soon as I walk into the forest and west coast of Canada, lots of forest, doesn't take too much to get into the forest, I can feel my blood pressure just, just like that. Lately, I've been like surrounding myself with anything that smells like cedar or freezer fur or anything like that. I'm like carrying around, you know, those little hangy things that you hang from rearview mirror, little air fresheners. I'm just going to make earrings out of those just to get the forest in my nostrils. Um, Twelve, eat breakfast first thing. That's coming back to the the food thing, the meal planning. So some I'm realizing as I'm reading these that some of them, you know, this is still... This is still in progress. So if you're working on a list of resolutions or maybe you're going to make it 20 for 20, you know, keep it kind of flexy. You know, you don't want this to turn into, you know, another goddamn to-do list because I'm sure you have enough of those. 13, I do have get some therapy. So that could be good. And therapy for me is about dealing with anxiety. And anxiety, as I have talked about before, and stress dampen our creative impulses. And yeah, it's just like, it's like a big old roadblock. So I'm feeling good right now. But hey, I've been like on winter vacation for two weeks. So 
Let's see how that goes. 14. Meditate. Going to try that. Five minutes a day. Meditate. 15. I'm going to do more with this podcast. I'm really inspired by all the feedback I've received, by all the people that I have interviewed. So if you have questions about art making, please reach out. You can leave me a message. Instagram at Tara Cheyenne TCP. Facebook, Tara Cheyenne Performance. Please reach out. Um, I'd love to answer questions, or maybe there's somebody that you'd really like to hear me interview. Number 16, don't procrastinate. Do it now. Just do it now. Do it now. And of course, there's the things that, ooh, if they just don't get done, if they don't get done, do they really need to be done? That's a question. I'm going to ask myself, 17, more plants that goes back to the forest, 18, more whimsy, more fun. Ah, last few years, it's gotten really serious. It's gotten really like, oh, my career. So I'm wearing a red shirt right now. That's a good start. That's my color for the year is red. That's, you know, okay. So a little bit more of that. Considering I'm such a comedy nerd, it's funny that I would put fun and whimsy on my New Year's resolutions, but I don't know, everything can get too serious. Okay, so there's a few, there's a few up for grabs, and um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. 20 for 20. Let me know. What are your 20 for 20? What are your creative resolutions? What things have worked for you? What things are you ditching? And now, the art police. So I have um, a few parolees on my roster. Artists who kind of just want some accountability. They want to be reminded. They want me to check in with them. And it's one of my loves, is to be that person. To say, hey, how's the project? Did you do that? Did you sign up for that class? Did you make that thing Did you make the plan to do the thing? Did you book the studio, et cetera? So if you are interested in that kind of coaching, do reach out. Um, I have a couple more spots, um, and I will be developing the, the program more throughout 2020, so stay tuned. So the assignment for this episode is to catalog yourself. Now, a few episodes back, the assignment was to collect yourself, to write down all those ideas, moments of inspiration, or just something you find interesting. It's kind of like, you know, cutting out pictures in a magazine. Do you remember doing that? It's like Pinterest, but in real life. Um, But collecting yourself. And this is like that, but it is, it's more about reflection on what you have made. Catalog yourself. I was talking to my mom about this over the holidays. My mother is a visual artist. Um, She's made a lot of stuff. She's gone to a lot of places with with her work. She's quite prolific, but she forgets or loses track of it's not like she forgets, like she's not losing her mind. Um, 
that's more likely to be me. Um, but I think sometimes we all do that. We kind of like, well, I guess I've made a couple things. But what I would like you to do is actually like sit down and start from the beginning. Maybe maybe go all the way back to grade three. Maybe even further, what have you made? And just just list point form just to allow yourself to acknowledge all the work. We can often forget or not publicize or share all the things we have done because somewhere along the line, those little critics in the brain tell us that they're not important or, you know, that wasn't very good or whatever it is. So we discount. So I would like you to catalog what you've made. When I think of some of my very early work, um, I was reminded of a play that I wrote in grade, could have been grade two. And I had this brown velour fabric and I made costumes for everybody out of the brown velour fabric. Most of them were kind of poncho-like. I think I like cut out neck holes. I don't remember what the play was, but I remember making that. I remember I was going to just like the whole thing. I don't know if it happened. I seem to think the teachers were not quite on board. <laughs> Fools. And then I think of the little solos that I made in my early 20s. I did one to uh, Tom Waits, and I think I ate and possibly smoked while I performed. And there was definitely a lot of like really kind of violent falling to the floor. So catalog, let me know how that goes. Okay, um, now for today's interview. I am sitting here with the Jasper Friedenberg Stewart, who is a person who came out of my body actually, interestingly enough, and um, has some thoughts about creativity that he would like to share. So Jasper, tell me what is the most creative thing that you do in your life right now? Well, my the most creative thing I do is, like, I really like drawing. That's, like, my most creativity thing, so... And maybe like a little clay art. I like that too. Creativity. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. when you draw, how do you come up with your ideas? Because you draw very intricate, elaborate, interesting drawings. Can you tell me where you get your ideas and then how you put those ideas on paper? Well, I, I just think of real things like tanks, trucks, things like that. But add those features and tracks and excavators and things like that, but add those features onto a different body that I like, like, and turn it into something new, and all that, you know. Right. Okay. That- like, like a really big kind of thing, intricate. Intricate thing. So maybe we could take a picture of one of your artworks and we could, we could put it in the show notes for people to see what you're talking about. Would that be interesting? Yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is that you, you take something that maybe you know about that's already in existence and then you add to it and change it in ways that you find interesting. Yeah. So 
like say I had one excavator tracks and then I add a, a big chunk of metal and then I add pistons and a engine and then I add from there. Wow. So you just, and when you're drawing it, do you just keep, you keep doing it as you go? Like, do you, do you plan everything ahead of time or do you let the creativity flow when you're drawing? Like I, I plan all the time. Like, no, I don't plan. I, I'm, I just let it flow. I like when I draw something, I, I just do it. I just do it. Right. So you get the ideas while you're drawing. Yeah. While I'm drawing, I don't think ahead. That's interesting because I think one of the interesting things about creativity is that we make plans. So yesterday in the car, you were talking about this invention, this vehicle you had in your mind. But then when you started drawing, that's kind of how you started. But then it grew from there and things changed as you drew. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Um, And how does creativity make you feel when you're creating something or when you're looking at something that you have created? What kind of feelings does that bring up? It makes me feel like proud and like I'm a great drawer and all that. Yeah. Because it's like you're bringing something into the world that wasn't there before. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what are things, what are artworks that other people have created that inspire you or that you really like? Well, I like some of Hannah's drawings. She's a friend of me, mine in um, school. And and she like makes really nice drawings, not the things that I like like to draw, but she but her drawings are really creative. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good point too. Is that even though somebody might have a totally different style than you, you can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any other works, like any performances that you've seen or events that you've been to that you found inspiring? Well, like events that I've been to, I. Like the peony, like when I get home from the peony, I draw all kinds of stuff. I draw intricate fair places mm. all, and all that kind of thing. Cool. How about Lego? You do build a lot of Lego. Well, now that I have my Ninjago stuff from Christmas, I like use the characters, use all that stuff, the, all the stuff that I got from there. But I use some of my Lego that I have here. And build vehicles that weren't in any set. Ah, uh, yeah. So you take the sets, and then you create them, and then you add things, no, augment I, things. I don't add things. Oh. I make completely different vehicles. Oh. I don't add to something. I can make completely different vehicles. So you take it all apart, and then you create something. No, I don't take apart my vehicles at all. <laughs> I just make make oh, one from my Lego, not the set Lego. Oh, I see. And are you inspired by the sets that you got, like to build new, completely original vehicles? What do you mean, take apart them? No, I just mean from your Lego. Well, what I think, I like making a lot of jets, kind of thing like that, mm-hmm. and. You know, ground vehicles, track vehicles. I have a, I'm partial for tracks and snakes, you know. Um, and, eh, yeah. Cool. And um, you also dance? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I remember earlier you 
learned a new, like a ballet run. Yeah. And yeah. as you were doing it, you mm-hmm. said, I feel so free. Yeah. Can yeah. you tell me about that feeling? Well, it's like, it's like you're just walking on clouds and, and it's like, like it's just raining, but you don't feel it at all. It feels great. Oh, that sounds wonderful. When you did that, it made me um, remember why I dance because it is that free feeling sometimes when you're dancing. Um, but it's hard, right? Dancing's hard. Yeah, it is. It's like you have to, like, you have to really make a lot of effort into what you're doing because you have to, like, like, what the problem for me is when I'm dancing, I, like, when I'm in dance class, it's like, you have to look very, like, there's, it's like, even, you pass the glass, pass everything. Like, there's, that's really what helps people with that kind of thing but yeah it's it's very good because it feels great Mm. okay thank you is there anything else about creativity that you'd like to share with the audience well i would like to share that i really really like playing with clay i make i made all kinds of stuff and yeah that's it so clay is something yes. and plasticine yes. that maybe if somebody yes, yes. wants to try something completely new, that they might try plasticine mm-hmm. or yeah. clay. Yeah, to like actually yeah. make something three-dimensional yeah. with your hands. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your recommendation. Cool. All right. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being a guest on Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne. Um, what mom? else? Yeah. I will redo your hair. Yes. Okay. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. You can get in touch. Instagram at Tara Cheyenne TCP. Facebook, Tara Cheyenne Performance. Or support this podcast by going to TaraCheyenne.com, upper right-hand corner, the donate button. Or I will link to our donate page in the show notes. I would like to thank Jasper Friedenberg-Stewart for being our interview guest and sharing such insightful ideas about creativity. Just got right to the heart of it. I'd also like to thank our composer and producer, Mark Stewart, markstewartmusic.com. Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne is a Tara Cheyenne performance production. I wish you all the very best in 2020. And if you're listening to this and it's 2021 or 2022, I hope it's good. I've got, I've got high hopes. Did it work out? Did it, did we, did we sort that shit out? This podcast is effing good. good.